Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to Worlds Collide once again. I'm one of your hosts from Wrestling With Cards, Zan Morning. Who am I today? I, uh, I'm still Tony. I thought I checked. I know I'm working. I'm wearing. I'm wearing a Card Foundation T-shirt. I love this T-shirt. Shout these out guys, Card Foundation. Uh, yeah, these guys put out a great, uh, not only a great podcast, but man, they put out it's a it's a kick-ass design on this uh, logo here, man. Cool design. Uh, and didn't but, you say yeah. it was pretty good quality of uh, material? Oh, it's a it's a great great quality shirt too. Like this is really not some cheaply made, uh, you know, iron on. <laughs> it's actually really good. It's a good quality shirt. I I, I like it. It's my first time wearing it, so. Uh, I know we're supposed to be arrogant and, you know, just talking about ourselves, but uh, if you guys haven't checked out the card foundation podcast, definitely go check those guys out. I mean, if, if you're listening to this and you like wrestling cards, why don't you start a podcast? Let's get just as much wrestling card content as we can out there and just get more people into the hobby and talking about it. And speaking of that, today's yeah, a couple, there's a couple new guys. There's a couple new guys with podcasts, by the way. I'm sorry. There's a couple new no, guys go with ahead. podcasts out there starting some stuff. I think there's like, um, same Adam. Adam's putting out one for like uh, Impact or TNA. What's he called? He just started it too. It's like that. He's got. We got to uh, do a better job of documenting like, these. Yeah, like I think Adam's Extreme podcast, something like that, with Extreme with an X, mm-hmm. and uh, just little like seven to uh, the intro was seven minutes. Then he had like you know like 20, 30 minute podcast, real quick, like that, where he talks about. Um, uh, I think he's into hardcore, like he's really likes deathmatch stuff and stuff like that. So he talks about that. I think he had his daughter on a, uh, uh, for an interview once. Like I was really kind of cool, like because she's into, cool. into deathmatch stuff because of, because of dad. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of great content out there. And I think people should go out and check everything out. But isn't it just exciting yeah. that it seems like maybe either the mainstream is maybe a little bit starting to get attracted to wrestling cards or maybe it's just the wrestling fans are finally waking up and getting into it. I don't know. It's exciting. It's exciting. I like it. I mean, I, I you know, I, I encourage everybody to go out and put out all their podcasts like that. It's great content out there. You know, as long as the information is accurate, which I'm hoping they're using something like WTC to verify things. That's what the whole thing's about. Right. Uh, but, you know, as long as the information is accurate and there's not like any, a lot of misinformation going on out there, I, I'm all for uh, more content, more content. great stuff. Speaking of content, today's show is a little bit of a request. Tony's been asked. I've been asked. And if you guys have a topic or question or something you would like discussed on the podcast, make sure to reach out to us. Uh, DMs are open on all social platforms. Send us whatever you want. We'll talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about top slam attacks. And that's kind of a, we're, we're talking about the product as a whole. It's kind of a broad uh, thing to tackle. And Tony, I don't think either of us have like a ton of experience with it, but I've got several of the cards, but just kind of a brief introduction. It, it, it started as a TCG trading card game, uh, 2009, I believe. And it was kind of like you could build a, it was like a deck building game. I don't know how close it is to the raw deal. Have you ever actually played the, the game at all? Never, never played it. I've had a few packs over and I still have, I have a little bit, you know, sitting around. Actually, I had some packs just sitting around that I opened up a, about a month ago just to have, you know, open it. 
and it was from like 2010. Um, uh, it's nothing like Rod Deal. It's almost like a kind of a game of, if my understanding of it is it's kind of compared to like playing war, mm-hmm. you know, with cards yeah. like that. You know, you have your defense and offense kind of things and different kind of skill set, you know, uh, ratings like that. That's kind of how I, I think it is played. I never played it. So I know it's a TCG. Uh, for those who are not, it's a trading card game, you know. Uh, a lot of times we use acronyms for things, and I think that uh, everybody who listens has probably, you know, experienced that. But sure. maybe we should start kind of being clear. Um, and so it's a trading card game, and unlike what's, you know, a CCG is a, a collectible card game. Um, they're they're pretty much, I think they're pretty much the same thing. No. Um, yeah. And it's just uh, a card game that seems in the last what year or two has really taken off now to become yes. more of a collectible yeah. side as opposed to a gaming side yes. it's still a game though right correct so so all the new products just came out like that with like the boneyard match stuff at relic site which we'll get into um it's still a game that now offers like is there any kind of incentive for some of these autographs or yeah like obviously like most in? of the autographs you can't i don't think you can use the boneyard or the autographs in play but now all of a sudden, you know, used to, you would see, and we're probably jumping ahead of ourselves here. Um, it was all just kind of base cards or like maybe a Chrome insert or something along those lines. But now we're seeing parallels. We're seeing numbered cards. It's, it's almost like they're taking the game and just kind of pushing it in the direction of a collectible as opposed to just being a game, which I'm all for. And Tony, I know you had down here that you, it, that it is mainly a UK based product, which is very interesting to me. Yeah, I, I think it is, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think it, it started out in the States, I believe. Mm-hmm. It never really took off here in the States. Got it. Cause I remember um, they also had a baseball and football that? one that I actually did play the game of, and it also never took off here. Yeah, I just think it has such a um, uh, almost like a solitaire hearts rummy type of feel like it's just eh, it's not like things really special there's no dynamics or uh you know deck building skills that's, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what rod deals more like right, Rod deal yeah. will always will give you a it will give you a starter deck that just gets you started that's the name of his you know you get your character and your support cards and it just has a factory version of the deck but then you can buy booster packs to kind mm-hmm. of really make your deck stronger if you want to go this way you want to become a fan favorite or a cheater or you want to be a heel or a face or you want to do chain volley or you know uh you know all these different things or heat um so um it's it's just not that complex it's not a a slam attacks is not that complex so it's just interesting to me to see that where it started from where you had just your base cards and it broken down from, I think, was Raw and SmackDown and ECW. And you know, I think it had maybe a Legends, Legends aspect yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have um, a little mix. It had like title belts. You could have like a picture sure. of a belt. And then it had like... Um, they had like pay-per-view cards and like and different yeah. types of matches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had like your foil versions of that. It's like that too. They have like a, a special foil. That was your chase. Your mm-hmm. chase was your foil. That was kind of it. Yep. And, and it seems like over the years, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, manifested into something more than just a card game. It's now like, hey, these can be collectible. Let's throw some collectible aspect into it as well now. But uh, I, it didn't take off in the States. 
I see a lot of it being a UK based stuff where you start seeing a lot of sales coming out of the UK, although it is also available in India, it's available in Australia, it's available in Malaysia, it's available in all these different countries. Mm -hmm. And to pair with that, actually, uh, soccer, there's a soccer product out that's like, it's it's also a same game, I think it's called Tops Match, maybe, instead of Tops Slam Attacks. And it is, it's probably just as popular, if not more popular with soccer collectors. And, but once again, it only, there's, there's us collectors that try to get the cards like myself trying to get, you know, the boneyard card or carrying cross or whatever. But again, it's a UK based, it's a European based Australia, all like those countries there where it's at. So it's an interesting dynamic that, you know, we want the cards as collectors, but it's harder for us to get them, which kind of makes me wonder like down the road, and we're going to jump into this. Are these going to be like valuable from a collector standpoint? And I think really the boom in wrestling cards we've seen in the last couple of years is what got these started because people started going back and checking WTC and seeing, okay, like, you know, where, what is this person's first card? Well, all of a sudden you've got a, you know, Husky Harris, because you, you know, that, that was before Bray Wyatt, you got a Husky Harris mm-hmm. card in one of these sets. You've got Drew McIntyre's got a card in one of these sets and there's, there's a bunch of others. There's even, they're still doing this. Like um, in the 2021 set, there's some rookies that have cards in this set that don't have cards in typical WWE pack pulled sets. Very interesting dynamic that they choose to put the person's first card into this collectible card game. And I think that's where the popularity is really boosted to get these things going. Are they putting people in it that are, from raw and smackdown in it or are they putting people that are in the uk nxt stuff i i'm not really sure i just like i've seen kind of both like um for example 2020 i believe was the first year that carrying cross had cards in wwe products right so mm-hmm. they would have the rookie card logo on them but at the same time they put his his cards for would be his first year cards into this 2020 set. So you still technically have rookie cards or first appearance cards of these guys in these sets with no RC logo, none of that stuff. But then now me and you have both seen, they're starting to build out on that. So where do you think they're going to go in the future as far as like making these even more of a collectible standpoint? Do you think they're going to continue to keep the game mechanic in or will they eventually trade into regular trading cards? Because I've seen a lot of people that dislike these cards because it goes back to the whole rock trivia card or the chromey card. Yeah. So like it's a gaming card and is a gaming card a rookie card. And then we get into that debate. So what do you think on just kind of that topic? I, I you know, who's to say? I don't know if it's going to, uh, is it going to morph into a, just a full on new release that's only available in the European market or overseas like that? It could. I mean, I, I think that'd be could, cool. But so Chase. But is the popularity of the game still uh, popular there out there? Cause it's not popular here in the States In the States. It seems to be mostly from the collectability standpoint of like yep. looking for those first appearance type stuff, like you said. Uh, but when you go outside of the United States, it seems to be very popular for that reason too, mm-hmm. but it's also a popular game. They play too. Obviously right. it's been going on now since 2009. So here we are, what, you know, uh, a long time. And yeah. um, so I don't know. I, I would hate for it. To, I would personally, I would hate to see it morph into strictly a collectible 
and not the card game anymore, just because that market has already been established overseas. Mm -hmm. Why not keep it as is and just continue to keep adding those little intricate things like, you know, boneyard match type stuff, numbered cards, exclusive autograph cards. Um, I think it's a nice medium to put both sides. Like I can collect it for this or I can be a, a buyer to, to play. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I agree. Yeah. I know. And as people play, as people, as people play, I think people can be consider this when you're, if you're, if you're looking to uh, collect or invest or whatever you want to talk about. I know we had an episode once about talking about investing and collecting. Um, if you're looking to invest or collect, keep in mind, like raw deal, you're going to find it's already a small enough market as it is. It becomes even smaller because those who are going to be playing or playing, playing these cards, putting some wear and tear on those cards. It's be hard to find some mint condition cards out there. Some good, you know, these are going to be very condition sensitive type stuff. If you're looking to grade or looking to invest uh, for long-term stuff. Yeah. Like um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really of, hard. One of the, I, I know a real popular one right now is the, I, I think it's the 2013 set. It's got the Roman Reigns, it, and it's got actually Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose all on the same card in this set. So I know that's oh. a popular one uh, because that's considered their first or rookie card, not not counting the FCW ones, we're, but we're not going to get into that here. I'm just kind of throwing out you know some reasons why people like these cards. Um, I've got the Charlotte Flair, which was technically the first year that she had cards produced, and I've got mm -hmm. that in like a BGS 9, I believe, And but you know, a lot of people don't like their, these cards. Where do you stand as far as like, if you're a collector and you're looking at these cards and it's got like the attack and the defense and stuff like that, does that have any bearing on the collectability for you? If you're into, I know you're Kurt for Angle. Me, so if me you personally, see, yeah. Yeah. For me personally, I, I pick up a Kurt Angle one because Kurt Angle. So I'm a player collector. So, so, so it doesn't bother you then. Especially, it doesn't bother me. If it's numbered, I'll collect it. I don't care. It's not high on my list. I'll tell you that. It's definitely mm -hmm. not high on my list. Um, but if I were to, to, you know, absorb one somehow in a collection of something that I bought, then I'm not like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Little, little, little bonus, you know? Um, but I, it's, I'm not going to be actively pursuing something like that. No, I really treat these like I do with the raw deal stuff. Like I never collected raw deal just to collect, uh, per se. Although I did in a sense that I had a massive inventory as it was as, as a, as a retailer seller. Uh, and then when a particular player that used to run tournaments in Southern California passed away, his uh, widow gave me all of his his cards. And he was a raw deal manager who ran tournaments. So he got lots of exclusive promo cards and prize cards from comic images who made those cards. So I absorbed all that stuff from him and in, in, in thousands of singles. So then I was like, you know what, as a kind of a cool homage to him, let me go fill in all this. I'll pull stuff out of inventory and fill all the holes that he's missing things to kind of make a true master set mm -hmm. outside of the autograph cards, of course, that were, you know, given away as prizes like that. But I had most of those too. Uh, so at one point I had 
everything that there was of raw deal, every version of every car ever made. So the premier version 1.0, they reprinted that car as a 1.1 and put it in a Survivor Series. I had that too. They put it in a Ruthless Aggression holiday set, 1.2 version. I had that version too. I had everything. So I had all of it. And then, so that was kind of a collection per se, but it was kind of a homage. And then once I did it, I scanned everything because I had it all. And I go, oh, I might as well have the images so I can use it for, for Vela cards. And then I merged it all in inventory. Gotcha. And sold it. Um, but uh, I never treated it as a trading card. Like I never thought of it as, oh, is it my part of my trading cards? And since I collect Triple H, I'm going to take my Triple H deck and my Triple H foils and, his, and the pedigree ultra rare and just merge it all. I never collected it that way. Never did. You think and, that's and just like a, 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 well, it could be just a change in the times. Cause uh, there's currently a lot of people that are buying stuff. Like, did you ever think you would see sealed video games or sealed graded magazines? Oh no, never thought I'd see sealed video games or, yeah. or now, now that I, I see sealed factory sealed VHS. VHS. Games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's like, Oh, who would have known that my war of the roses uh, would have been <laughs> worth money factory sealed. I mean, who knew? Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's, you never know. You can't predict those things for, you know, but now it's like, it seems like the floodgates are kind of open. Like, okay, what can't be graded? What can't be, I mean, you know, Funko pops are being graded and this is being graded and that's being graded. I mean, Hmm, maybe my, maybe I should be keeping my, my, my a factory still pure leaf, <laughs> you know, unsweetened tea. Cause it could be worth something someday. Who knows? Get it graded. You know? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, who, who knows? Uh, I just never looked at the gaming cards for whatever reason in the same realm as I do trading cards, even though it has the name trading card in, sure. the, in the name for TCG. Um, but the market dictates that. And so now it's become something of like, Hey, these are collectible. I like these. Yeah. The game sucks if that's how you feel. Uh, but I like that it features certain stars in their early career. So I, you know, first cards of their career, mm-hmm. you know, I want to go after that. And the market's dictating that Alexa Bliss first card, Charlotte uh, Flair first card, you know, all the guys from the Shield first cards. They're commanding some good money online. So the market says they're worth collecting. I think there's two things that are that kind of made gaming cards, TCG cards into a collectible. Number one, uh, Magic and Pokemon. That's what they are at their core. And that's and people are still playing the game. The majority of people that collect the cards are playing the game but there are people out there who like a certain character so they play or collect that character or they look at it from an investment like for um pokemon they just go out and buy charizards and try to flip those whatnot and then on on the wrestling aspect i think the the biggest catalyst for this is the rock 97 trivia card that's what set all this off because that's what then people start saying okay well what's a rookie what's not um, does do oddball releases count as rookie cards? And that's kind of where I stand. Like, I think these are kind of under the radar XRCs, first appearance, rookie cards, you know, whatever sure. you want to call them. I think they could continue, if they could continue to sprinkle these names in here that we're un- not expecting as having first cards in these sets, I think it could get really interesting. And then if they just layer on, like you said, maybe um, some numbered stuff here and there, some parallels here and there, Maybe, you know, more autographs, more relics, stuff like that. Especially if they were to bring back like cool relics, like what we saw in the Fleer sets in the early 2000s. I, I think they could build well, on I this. I like that. That, that yeah. Boneyard match is a pretty cool one. That's a cool, cool relic. I have a feeling we're going to have a hard time getting them. I personally want one, but man, I just, it's going to be hard to get one. 
I, I'm I'm on the fence. Like that, that's where it, it, it's some, it's a card like that that uh, sets off my. Ooh, I can get back <laughs> into this collecting again. Yeah, uh, it's such a cool thing. Like it's uh, yeah, it's cool. One card's not going to hurt you, Tony. Yeah, you it, can do it. No, well, you know, it's just like. <laughs> yeah just one hit man just one hit's not gonna kill you <laughs> it's just uh i, I don't want to go down that road i just don't want to go down that road so I, I know how easy i could fall right back into like collecting everything like, i'm gonna get this and get that so cool i, I love this design i love that design <laughs> you know it's just i, I don't want to get involved in that i just kind of like i like to be focused right now take my keep my lane go right down to the kurt angle lane you know <laughs> and just uh and just do that i mean that's kind of where i'm at and even that i'm very I'm very selective on what I'm buying right now. It's like that. Like I just kind of go through a tangent, you know, I think I shared with you earlier tonight. It's like that. I just showed you, I, I just pick them up for nowhere. No reason. I mean, I picked up like three of these bad boys. I, you know, these, these SummerSlam patches. Mm-hmm. I love them. So anybody out there got those Kurt Angle SummerSlam patches, I'm looking for numbered ones, anything numbered to 99. It's like that. I, I want them all. I'm going to get all 99 of them. <laughs> that would be awesome. What a collection that would be. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I figured it's just fun to, you know, to go after those. They're very inexpensive. I picked those up for like, you know, four or five bucks a piece like that, whatever it was. Um, but uh, yeah, if it has something like that, I, I like they sprinkle a little, you know, a little bit of autographs, the parallels, the, the relics, just to make it fun enough for the collector to go out and collect, but yep. still kind of keep, the, you know, their player base happy. I, I like to know what the player base is like. I like to know if people want to put comments to this, to this podcast, you know, are you a fan of this? Do you play it? Uh, do you collect it? Do you do both? Um, is it big in your area? I mean, where are you from? Are you in the UK listening to this? Or are you in Australia listening to this? Is it, uh, is it popular in your area? Do you guys play it? I, I want to know. Yeah, let us know uh, if you guys play this game, what you think about the cards. Do you have the cards? Um, have you bought, sold? You know, do you have a PC going of these? Let us know. Uh, got anything else on this? I, I don't have much else. Um, I'll just say that I think they're, it, from, from a collectible standpoint, if you're player collecting, I say go for them. They're they're very sure. inexpensive for the most part. If you're looking at it from an investment standpoint, I think it's also good. I think uh, another thing I forgot to mention is these cards are just a tad bit smaller than standard cards, especially the new ones. And it's kind of like we've talked about the raw deal. The paper stock isn't quite as nice as so you're, you're going to have condition sensitive issues with some of these cards. So having it in a higher grade You've got a chance there, especially if it's like a first appearance or rookie or whatever. But I I don't know much about the game because I haven't played it. I did, you know, like I said, I played the baseball and the football one. Uh, don't have any interest in playing the game. However, I do have interest keeping an eye on these checklists as they come out every year. So that's my final take. Yeah, speaking of check, speaking of checklists, by the way, for WTC purposes, since uh, this is a gaming stuff and that wasn't our forte as gaming, raw deal have a little bit of advantage in that because it's something I've been selling for year. I mean god almost 20 years now um uh, so that's that that's the easy parts like that but start getting into other gaming aspects of the collectibles of, of wrestling cards you know i i need that information so if you are someone out there who has information has a checklist for all the slam attack stuff i mean i think the only thing we have on the website right now for slam attacks might be i think the 2009 release i think we have a the full checklist first one up there that's it yeah but outside of that, I don't think we have any other checklist for slam attack stuff. And I'd love to get the information out there. I, I know that my partner, David, uh, you know, he has a difference of opinion when it comes to like adding like, you know, postcards and gaming cards and stickers and things like that. Um, you know, I say to me, 
the the collectors, the people who are eyeing the website, eyeballing the website and use it for what it's being used for, which is informational purpose to educate you. Um, if, if people want that stuff and are willing to submit that information and it's accurate, I have zero problem adding it to the website just so it's there. I mean, it's wrestlingtradingcards.com, but it, I'm almost at the point where if it's on cardboard of some mm-hmm. sort, I'm almost willing to kind of do a checklist of it and put it up there. It's like that. But again, it's gotta be from some, uh, you know, reliable sources and you can't just say, I, I got this card. It's one of one. I'm the only one that has one, you know? Um, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I'd love to have information. I don't know enough about it. So it's interesting. We're having this conversation uh, again, because it's a request from someone and um, uh, I, I like to know more about it. I really do. Just, just from a, a checklist standpoint, um, but from a collectability standpoint, again, just go after it because you like it, man. Just go after it. Cause it's you know, something you love collecting. And, and, and is it, what's the price but- point? What's the price point of this stuff, by the way? Do you know? I have not bought any, like, I've only bought singles. So, you know, because that's what I do. I generally don't buy boxes or anything. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't really looked at boxes or packs or anything like that on eBay. So I'm not sure. Because now we're, we're in the situation where the rest of the world pretty much is in, the, in a day situation where it's, all the major releases seem to come out of the United States mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, right? Right. I mean, BBM and stuff like that, Japan. That's, that's, yeah, licensed. And they have their stuff over there too. So we, we have a hard time being in the States, you know, getting things relatively inexpensive from Japan and from the UK. So because of, you know, shipping and da da da, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we kind of feel the same pain that other people feel like trying to buy, you know, the new tops finest or the new tops, you know, whatever. Um, So I was just curious to know what a box would cost to, for me to buy here in the States, you know? Well, I'm curious. So if people know, if anybody's like got that information and you've got checklist information, Tony, let them know where they can send that. They can send it all to uh, just go to wrestlingtradingcards.com. There's a submission form on there where you can contact us. Let us know what it is that you have, what you want to submit. And then I can, uh, once we have an email correspondence going on, I can send you uh, uh, what it is I need and how I like to have it sent. <laughs> and you can find all my stuff. Uh, some of my tops attacks cards I've posted on Instagram and Twitter and all those other stuff. I've actually done a couple of videos on uh, some of those. So make sure you check out wrestling with cards on YouTube and you can find me on all social platforms at Zan morning. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to share this with all your friends, anybody that's into wrestling trading cards, uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And thank you for listening. Keep collecting, keep having fun until next time. See ya.